it's a we're a very like we do work we're hard workers and that is a core value for both of us good morning everyone i'm your host harley and this is the ranch collective podcast where we talk with western industry professionals to share educate and give a platform to those inside the industry and to give those outside of it a look at the day-to-day by having real conversations with guests. Before we hop into today's guest, this is my last guest for season four. So this episode, next episode. And I just want to say thank you so much for everything the last two years. I am going to be taking a bit of a longer break before hopping into season five. Normally it's about three to four weeks. This one will probably be a bit longer because we're under contract on our first home, which I'm very, very excited about. We're headed into our business season of the year between holidays, families, photography, traveling, and I want to make sure that I'm doing justice for you all between the interviews and the episodes. And frankly, I've just been a little bit burnt out the last few weeks. So I really like want to make sure I'm taking the break, giving myself the break that I needed to keep up in between these seasons. Please come join me on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active as Branch Collective Podcast. I also have a Facebook, but I'm mostly just resharing this stuff from my Instagram. And today's guest is Lindsay, better known as at West Warren on Instagram. And as mentioned, she is my final guest for the season. And I'm really, really excited about that because she's my friend. So this is a more fun, lighthearted conversation. In today's episode, we discover that we are actually the same person <laughs> and we have a chat in common. We also chat a lot about Lindsay's podcast that's no longer in production and about transitioning out of that project. I can't wait for you to listen. Can't wait for you to get it, get to know us both a little bit better. So here we go. Hey, you guys, before we hop into the episode today, I'm going to take a quick break so I can tell you more about the other business under our company umbrella, Polish Company. Josiah and I run a photo business where we focus on Western weddings and business content shoots, but we also sell prints of our land and ranchscapes. Have you ever been hiking, camping, or even just looking around your home? You look at a view, think, wow, I wish I had a photo that could do that justice. Us too, all the time. That's why we share our Western prints. Currently, we're offering three of our favorite prints. Barbed, which is a barbed wire fence in Washoe Valley in northern Nevada, featuring a snow-capped Mount Rose in the background. Green, which is the tassels and leaves of a corn stalk bathed in the Texas sunlight. And finally, Take Life by the Horns, which features a horned bull from the Brinkman Ranch in Fresco, Texas, gazing at the camera. All of the prints are available either as a standard print, think like wall art that you'd frame, which features a deep matte surface, rich colors, pure whites, or a metal print on a brushed aluminum box that really showcases natural colors and metal textures. They're available in 12 by 18 or 20 by 24 inches. To see more information or to purchase a print, you can find the direct links in the show notes for this episode, or you can search Polish Company on Etsy. To check out other products and services offered by our business, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook under Polish Company. That's P-O-L-I-C-H Company. Hi guys, my name is Lindsay. Um, I am the, I guess you could say, owner of the Instagram Out West Warren, formerly known as Chicks and Sticks. Um, and I am a vet tech, a ranch hand on a cattle ranch. And oh, it's so cringy to say, but I'm also a dog mom. And I find myself hating, I hate it because everyone uses that, but I'm very proud to be the owner of four good animals that I have trained so well. Oh, so I, I have, I guess I'm a cat mom too, but we don't have to, we won't get into the cats too much. <laughs> um, 
That's funny. I feel like it's a very millennial title. I feel like yeah. If you have a dog <laughs> and you love your dog, you're hashtag dog mom. Me too. All I do is I, I talk about my dog all the time. Any excuse, oh yeah, I have. Any People are like, want to see pictures of my baby? I'm like, you want to see pictures of all my dogs? Check them out. This one has extra hair. This one's ears are up. This one's ears are down. You know, people get a little annoyed, but. I don't care. <laughs> I've got, well, so in like the extended pack fam, so I've got my two that yeah. I talk about all the time. Um, our, our best friend who used to live upstairs, but recently moved out. She's got one. Who uh-huh. I like. And then our in-laws now have four. They had three oh my until like a week ago and now they have four. Um, Cause they've got like uh like a hog dog they've got a catahoula they've got a cattle dog uh-huh. and then they now have two dobermans who are guard dogs oh my gosh they have it all they got well, all their bases covered <laughs> yeah well they're out on the ranch they've got plenty of space and they've got outside kennels and um yeah they invest a lot of time into training them so right ours are all all around i mean i, I they're all border collie mixes one's a border collie pit bull the rest are uh, who knows um but they're all they all generally want to chase cows and they all generally guard the home. So, you know, they're all, they're an all in one breed, I guess. My mom has three border collies, like purebred. They're all brown too. They're really pretty. Um, oh, cute. or red, I guess technically is, like, mm-hmm. but, um, they're so, oh my God, they're so much, so much. They're a lot They're especially if they're purebred. I've noticed that purebreds are a little bit more neurotic and a little bit more you know, you always have to move. They have to be moving. They never lay down. They have to have a job. Um, that's why I wake up in the morning and have to run mine and I get home from work and then I have to run mine again. They have to, they have to be moving or they won't be happy and they'll destroy your house. So that's great. Yeah. I've noticed, and we've got our dogs here. My two are purebreds. Um, Uh and then my in-laws, the Dobermans, well, one is for sure purebred. They believe both are, but the second one just kind of showed up one day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then both, I don't know. I think Catahoula is a purebred. I don't know if it's like, a yeah, male, it, but, is. it is. Okay. He's probably purebred, but I don't know for sure. And then the other one, they have a hanging tree cow dog, which is um, yeah. technically a breed, but is really like a super duper mutt. <laughs> yep. I love it. <laughs> so. Um, I have one that's called a, I I was, he was given to me, I guess the breed is called an Idaho shag. It's just a border collie and an Airedale mix. But I mean, you'd look at him and think he came from a dumpster, but he's, I guess he's his own breed. (laughs) My mom also has a dumpster dog. He's a Basset Hound Airedale Terrier mix and cute. He is. Oh my God. He, okay. Listen. He is got the short little basset legs, but he is Airedale <laughs> Terrier size, man. He is, he's long. He's longer oh my than my German Shepherd. Oh my gosh. So yes. cute. I love that. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> sorry to get back on track. This is what happens every time I have a friend on is we start talking. We're dog moms. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Walk me back through, like, did you grow up on a ranch? Did you grow up in the life? Like, take me back to, like, what was little Lindsay like? Okay, so little Lindsay. I was born already six feet tall, 
no, I'm just kidding. But I was born um, just in a little beach town. And I actually grew up, you know, our high school is the closest high school to the beach in the entire United States. We're so close to the beach. And I, w- I was always, you know, in the water, I would surf, I'd run on the beach, I played a bunch of sports, I was involved in FFA, but I didn't want to show animals just because I was too involved with sports, I had too much going on. So I didn't really dive into it, which would probably benefit me now looking back at it. Um, And then I stayed and went to college here and I stayed and I got a job as a vet tech. And then I met this guy who is now my ex. So we'll call him he who shall not be named. He, but he was great at the time. Um, But he always are. Yeah, he was great at the time. And now looking back, I'm like, you were the worst, but it doesn't matter. But he um, got me involved a little bit into the ranching community. They're more of a um, male-led household kind of deal. As And I'm not a very male-led woman. I kind of, you know, I'm pretty strong and I have opinions and I want to help and I'm going to get in there. I don't want to sit on the sidelines. So that was a little bit of a thing. But um, one day he called me and he said, you know, uh, I have a little orphan calf. This was when we were pretty new. He said, I have an orphan calf and it needs to be bottle fed. You know, I'm about to go out of town. Do you want it? And I was like, okay, well, it can't be much harder than a dog. Right. R- right. Wrong. Right. It is harder right. than a dog. <laughs> so, um, but that's the one that I always post now. Her name is Pam. Um, that was, oh, my yeah, first- we, need to, we need to get like a little voice clip of Pam. Oh, I know. I, I tried to get her on the mic. I think she broke it. I, I know I handed it to her and it was like this big sniff. And then I'll, and I, cause I tested it that morning and it worked. And then I went back and it did not work. So I don't know if the moisture from her snot ruined it or what ruined it, but, but I will get one on my regular phone and then you can put it on. But yeah, so that was my, yeah, that was my introduction to the ranching arena. You know, that guy and I, uh, fortunately didn't stay together. Um, and I met a different guy. I was not planning on staying in the cowboy realm. I thought it was very, you know, from what I had known, it was a little much for me, the not allowed to do anything. You're a woman thing was hard. Uh, the husband I married lets me do whatever I want and I can help. And I learn how to drive the tractors and I drive the quad and I can do all the cattle stuff. So now I'm here and I'm a full-time vet tech and a full-time ranch hand. So it kind of worked out if that makes sense. Okay. I have so many thoughts on that because like yeah. so my fiance was raised like in ag, like his parents, um, man, his dad either managed or his parents co-managed ranches, hunting ranches, horse training ranches, cattle ranches. Um, his dad grew up on a farm in Great Falls, Montana. So like always heavily steeped in the lifestyle. Yeah. And it's really interesting because Cindy, my mother-in-law can do all of the things she can like run tractor. She can do all of it. Um, yeah. she just never has to because Eddie always takes care of it. So they right. have like a really interesting, um, relationship because that's the way that like he shows love is by like making sure she doesn't have to do those things. So like, right. Her oil's always changed. Her car's always detailed, like those type of things. Dang. I know, but (laughs) we can do all of it because we, we were joking around. I told Josiah I needed my oil changed and asked if him and his dad would be able to take care of it while we were down uh, visiting. 
And he goes, yeah. no, you can do it. And he's like, you and my mom can do it. I was like, I bet your mom can change the oil. She could probably do it with her eyeballs closed. I was like, yeah. I was like, when was the last time she had to? He goes, I don't know. Before she had the kids. I was like, yeah, I bet it was. Right. <laughs> right. Spoiler, oh my gosh. Well, hey, that, that's a handy mom. That's awesome that she can do all that. And it's also awesome that she doesn't have to do all that. I mean, it's, it's a nice trade-off, I guess, you know? Yeah. She's, I wish everyone in the world could know Cindy because she is just like the best, the greatest. The great A. Oh, I love that. Well, tell Cindy hi for me. <laughs> I'll tell, I'll, I'm always like my podcast friends say hi. I talk about you all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Cindy. She needs a guest spot. <laughs> Um, okay. So where are you from? You mentioned like you're closest to the beach, but where, like, what's the name of the town you're from? Okay. So I'm from Morro Bay. It's a little town. If you look it up, uh, I, it should come up, but it's pretty tiny. So if you look up San Luis Obispo, that's more of the County that comes up and you can see kind of the general area of where I'm at. My hometown now is Cambria, which is one, two, three towns up from Morro Bay. And I love it. I guess one of the towns on the way up is only 18 people. So yeah, you can see me on the map. So I, <laughs> there's a little town called Harmony. So that's pretty, it's, it's literally population 18 and I know all 18 of them. <laughs> so it's considered a town because it has a population sign and it did have a post office. So, uh, but yeah, so, uh, Morro Bay, it was, is my official hometown. And I love Morro Bay. It's the best. Okay. I was just wondering because I'm like, I spent a lot of time in Southern California as a kid. So I wasn't mm-hmm. sure how far from like Santa Barbara, Los Angeles. Oh yeah. Area. Not um, too far. Yeah. I was looking, that's why I wanted to know. But then I was like, I spent a lot of time on like Catalina when I was a kid, but that's like a little too far yeah. south. Oh, I love, I just went to Catalina last year for my, uh, a girl's trip before my, I got married and it was the best. I told all the people there, if I could live here with all my cows and all my dogs and my husband, it'd be great. It's just they a little too small. The yeah. They won't let you know. They won't. Um, but they got the buffalo. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> I know. I'll just keep visiting, I guess. Yes. It's, I feel, I don't know. It's like really weird to describe it. Cause I spent every summer there when I was a little kid. So I'm like, mm-hmm. it has major like hometown feels, but not like in yeah. the same way, like my actual hometown does. Right. I love that. It's, I mean, Hey, that's a good hometown. If you can see, if you have hometown vibes in Catalina, you're set to go. Oh my gosh. I have to find some pictures of me when I was like a little kid out there. It was, I learned to like sail when I was there. I learned that I'm terrified of heights when I was there. Oh my gosh. Almost got the car kicked off the road by a Buffalo one time when I was there. <laughs> Oh, that's wild how good memories though good a little scary but good memories yeah the best <laughs> I love that um got stung by a jellyfish one time when I was there good times oh my gosh you have it all you should write a book you know I keep thinking that but then like that's a lot nah <laughs> just do it just do it just start now you know get to it when you get to it but just little pieces you could do it thank you appreciate it <laughs> Um, okay. So you're, uh, that was the weirdest start to a sense. You are also a full-time ranching. Can you tell me a little bit about like the ranch and, um, how you kind of got that job with? No yeah, fear? absolutely. 
absolutely. So I, um, I live on, I don't live on the cattle ranch that we lease. You know, my husband is very involved in the cattle ranching business in our little town. Um, so I had had, you know, such a small amount of experience from my past relationship and he was very willing to teach me how to do stuff. Um, you know, whether it be how to feed cows, how to run the quad, which I have crashed a few times, but it's okay. You know, how to drive stick shift in the mountains, um, how to run the tractor, how to drive a truck, truck and trailer. So he really taught me everything I know. And then I got more involved with this community and all these people. Oh, did it go away? I'm back. You're back. (laughs) Um, but he got me more involved and you know, I'm not the, I wouldn't say I'm a very good horseback rider. And I know that's a very important part of ranching. Uh, for me, it hasn't, I don't need it so much right now because I can drive a Jeep and drive a quad through the mountains, but I have a lot of people in this community that are willing to teach me how to ride a horse. And I feel like that's the last little bit I need to learn to be more of a helping hand. Um, you know, I would consider us both ranch hands to he's the he's a cowboy I mean if you saw him you'd be like oh that's that's a cowboy he deals with cows you know I'm dressed in scrubs or I'm dressed in spandex and a sports bra I don't probably look like your most regular ranch hand but Josh has taught me a lot and I I just learned from him and, and I learned enough that I can do it by myself and then I go from there so, okay. So there's this really interesting theme that comes up with a lot of the women that I interview whose uh-huh. spouses are in industry. They're like, yeah. I met them, wasn't involved, met them, got more involved and they taught me a bunch of things. And that's how like our partnership has really been founded. I yep. think that's so like the sweetest. So sweet. it's very, it's, yeah, I would say it's very sweet at times. I think, you know, it, there is, it's such a, it's a, we're a very, like, we do work, we're hard workers. And that is a core value for both of us, which is a great core value. You know, we, there's not a time when we're really sitting down unless it's for dinner or to go to bed. That's when we catch up, but we're both, we don't sit down and relax. We just like the hard work. And I think before I met him, I think I did like to relax a little bit more, (laughs) but now if I'm not doing something, there's always an animal that needs to be fed. There's always, you know, all of our trees need to be taken care of. The cows need to be moved. There's always something that needs to be done. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to know that other women kind of feel that way. It's kind of a, you know, obviously all these women and myself included in love, but it's very much like working hard together is a big component of our relationship which is good. I like it. It it also, and like, as someone who did some of, I, I wouldn't have said like I was a ranch hand or anything, but when they needed an extra body, it was Harley's here. She'll help. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yes. I did not have other plans today. I guess I'm helping, which I say in a sarcastic way because I was, if they needed somebody, I was there. Um, it really forces you to, examine like your kind of dynamic and your power dynamic and how you, yeah. which parts of your like working personality work well together. 
because exactly. I always see all these memes about like working cows with your spouse. And I'm like, we had a, we actually had a really fun time doing that as a family, the four of us. Oh, really? Would do it. And we had small, like not a huge amount of cows. We had 150 um, mm-hmm. moms, 150 babies. And then like a handful of bulls, like I think seven or 10 or something. So yeah. not a, a big herd by any means, but like, that was something we, it was hard work, but like, there was no like cussing, no frustration. It was just, Oh really? Like, well, my in-laws don't curse. So that was probably oh. part of it. And like, they are both oh, really big on like, they treat each other with a lot of respect always. And yeah. so, that's a really good model BT dubs. Yes. Um, but it, it really forced us to examine the way we were kind of treating each other. We get frustrated when we're working is like, okay, well, how can I express this urgent need of mine without being hostile or bitchy about it? Right. Yeah. I wish I could take a note from that because it, it, the, the memes are true. You know, it's everyone just gets so heated. And I think it's hard because sometimes the animals get stressed out and sometimes, you know, the animals get stressed out. So then you get stressed out or a gate closes and you didn't want that gate closed or the cows get spooked and go a different way. So I think it's just a lot of extra frustration. I mean, if everything went perfectly, there probably wouldn't be too much cussing, but it's, there's always something that happens and it causes a stir and it's okay though. (laughs) If you marry into a ranching family, if you are in a ranching family, it is important to know how to work together, how to argue together and make the most of it and come to a common conclusion and kind of the one thing I'd say about being in a, a ranching relationship is it's always good to think ahead. How can I, I mean, when you're moving cattle, oh, let me put the hay on the back of the truck before he gets home. Or, you know, he'll load up the Jeep with everything we need before we go fix fence. It's always good to be a step ahead in some ways of the other one to kind of help because there's so much going on uh, that I think it's important to, you know, kind of help each other out and then, you know, argue calmly, if that makes sense. Yeah, I working in the wedding industry really taught us that skill because especially when our relationship was a little bit newer and you kind of get annoyed over like, dumb petty stuff so Josiah and I got together and we were 20 for oh, okay so uh-huh. <laughs> at that point in your life like in your early 20s a lot of like dumb stuff seems really important right spoiler for those of you who are in your late teens and early 20s it's not <laughs> yeah. um but it we got into it over like really dumb stuff like I remember one time we had to drive up to Tahoe which is about a half hour 45 minute drive from where we used to live and yeah. we had a wedding we were shooting a wedding together Uh photographing it and we got into it so bad in the car like I was ready to like get out of the car and just like slam the door and like bye get the fuck out of here goodbye he was ready to do the same thing and but then we had to like shoot this wedding which is like this big huge romantic celebration right right and we just spent the entire 45 minute drive fighting oh so stuff like that will really teach you to just like take a deep breath be annoyed about it put, like be annoyed about it at home later right like, you, you exactly. have to there's a bigger purpose right now you have right. to, we have a job yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly oh that's cool that you shoot weddings though Devin and I used to well we still do we shoot weddings together that 
my co-host when I had a podcast, we, we shoot weddings all around the central coast and I, I love to do that. So I'm happy you do that too. We have a lot in common. I know. Okay. So Big Sur is on my bucket list to shoot a wedding there. Yeah. It's like an hour away. I have a guest room in the back. Let me know. Okay. I want to, I really, okay. We're going to definitely have to do two episodes because we're not getting through any, anything. (laughs) Um, But okay. So I really want to, I want to put together like a style shoot and get a permit to go into Big Sur. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Since you live near there, is there a time of year where there's like less tourists is like winter time, a good time to go? If, if you, well, it's hard because sometimes in winter, uh, the road is closed, like for an undetermined amount of time we have you, clients. You can can't go walk, around it. You they can't like let you back in it. or walk in or anything. No, they like close the road because the road is, the road is this big. And for the people that can't see, it's about like, it's not a big road and there's no trails off of it unless you like swing a quick right and just dive in and, and then there's a trail but where they close it there's there you can't get around it you can go the long way and go like two hours around if you but it's not as pretty and it's closed on the other side it's so dangerous you know that the highway is so beautiful and everything's so beautiful and there's cows on the side hills and the ocean's right there and it's there's freaking whales and dolphins and it's beautiful but with that, you know, when it rains and the rock slides, they're incredibly dangerous. So it's, there's a, there's a trade-off, I guess. Okay. Uh, I totally forgot. Like, obviously that area is very prone to rock slides and stuff. So it's bad. Yeah. It's (laughs) Josh has worked on a few of them to, you know, run tractors to get the rocks, like get enough rocks to build enough roads so that people can go back and forth again. So it's, it's pretty gnarly, but it's beautiful. So I'll give you that. I definitely would keep it on high on your bucket list because it's it's nice out here. It is. Well, I just did one um, that was on my bucket list in Garner State Park in South Texas. And I did it at the end of March. I'll send you, I'll text you some of the pictures because they're yeah. beautiful. Oh, and I would love to see them. I had two people who like met that morning because it was a friend of mine. And then we got a guy to model with her. Yeah. And their chemistry was like fucking insane. So the pictures are beautiful. Yay! Could they maybe like have a little date? Okay, I tried. I've been like trying. They're both like they're both single and everything. And she's like, okay, so she's 32 and he's 25. So she's just like, it's too big of an age difference. I was like, yeah, but you guys are both parents, so like little boys, so it's not screw it. Go for it. But no, he was really nice. He was a really sweet guy. Um, but okay, so (laughs) sorry, we're trying to I how love love. How much time do you have? I have about like 25 minutes. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, let's shift gears just like a little bit and talk about your job as a vet tech. So what what exactly is a vet tech? What do you do? What kind of animals do you work with? Yeah, absolutely. So I work with, we work at a small animal vet, we being myself and my coworkers, but it's a small animal vet. So it's, we just treat dogs and cats. Um, I know some animals, you know, hamsters are small and guinea pigs are small, but we don't see any of those. It's just dogs and cats. And, um, 
you know, I started as a kennel assistant. So I would do a lot of cleaning. I still do cleaning now, but I started just doing cleaning and weighing animals and, you know, kind of learning how to hold the animal so that the vet can really look them over without the animal getting scared or trying to bite her or, you know, we, we want the animals to feel as calm as possible because it is scary. I don't like going to the doctor. I don't like going to the dentist. I don't like that stuff. It's new smells. There's people you don't know. It's just, it's not comfortable for the dog, you know? So we try our best to make it a really easy and calm experience. Um, and as time went on, I learned how to restrain animals proficiently at this time, I can now place catheters, pull blood, take x-rays. I do dental and dental x-rays. I can clean teeth, um, vaccines. We shave cats. We do it all. It's a lot, but you know, it's a, it's a long list. I call myself a woman of many hats. I wear a lot of hats, uh, but I love the job and it's, it's a, a lot of hard work and it's long days. And, you know, sometimes it's a, matter of skipping your lunch to make sure an animal lives. And I'm, I feel like I am a hundred percent in on that. Some people, you know, well, you need to take a break. No, the animals come first, kind of like my ranching life, you know, the animals come first and then you, and you, you just figure it out, you know? Well, I remember like, so Josiah works on the road and sorry to keep making mm-hmm. everything about me, but, um, Josiah uh-huh. works on the road. And so that means he's gone a lot. And like, for me, I'm like, no, I understand why you're leaving. I was like, but your dogs don't like the same thing. The dogs don't understand why they're or why they're at the vet. Like you can't sit down and explain it to them. So of course you want to make sure that process is, you know, as streamlined quick and as little stress as possible for whatever animal. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really, and I tell people a lot, a lot of my friends, you know, I feel like ranchers usually have a good amount of puppies. Like everyone always has puppies around. And I think it's so important to do, you know, I, I, I guess in our community, I don't have ranchers don't like to take their dogs to the vet. I right. get that. It's expensive. That's a pain in the butt to go from this ranch to that ranch, to get a dog to go here. It's a lot, but I think it's so important to get them in, you know, have their paws messed with. And even at home, if you mess with your own dog's paws, it is so much easier for them when we go in there and try to look between their toes because they're used to the sensation, you know, and it's the same with their ears. Like if people could just pet their dog's ears, then that way, when we go to look in there, it makes it so much easier, um, for the animal. So I know they're not used to it, but if they have a little bit, then they're, they're more apt to be easy and, and uh, stress-free. We call it fear-free, a fear-free environment. So we try our best to make it fear free. It's a lot of treats. I'd say I give about, you know, two bags of treats out a day. We, the dogs like treats. We, if we can keep them happy with a handful of like meat flavored slop, I'm happy to do that, you know, just so they'll be happy. Yeah. So you mentioned that you guys just do cats and dogs. So if someone does have like a hamster or guinea pig or a parakeet, (laughs) where do they go? It's not a small animal vet. Yeah. So there's a, a vet that's actually those are considered exotics, even though I don't think a dwarf hamster is an exotic pet, but it is considered an exotic. So there's a vet, uh, a couple towns down, it takes about a half an hour to get there that actually just sees that, that they see rabbits and rats and 
Uh, we're not allowed to have ferrets here, but I guess if you had a ferret, you could go there and parrots, all the birds and stuff. She takes care of it. So yeah. I did. Have- I'm sorry to interrupt. We're going to have to back up. You can't have ferrets. No, California ferrets are uh, illegal. Oh ferrets. my God. Okay. That was like information that was way back in the back of my brain. Cause I grew up there for listeners who don't know uh-huh. I'm from California. Um, ooh, I forgot that you can't have ferrets. No ferrets. And they're so cute. I would love a ferret, but you can't. They're bad. They're okay. They're gross. Like how hamsters are gross and like they stab it. And yeah, anything that's like is like that is gross. Um, which but is the pictures are cute. <laughs> Listen, they're cute. I'll hold like if people have like pet rats or pet bears or bunnies or whatever, I'll hold them, but like they're fucking gross. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, my hamster looking back, I had a slew of hamsters that were like, ew, dude, they're little, little tailless rodents. Yuck. But I did too. The pictures are cute, you know, they're kind of cute. But yeah, no, we can't have uh ferrets i guess if you move into california you do have a ferret i've heard you can get a certain permit um i guess i don't have to worry about it because i'm not leaving california right at least right now and i don't have ferrets so it works out that is so weird like i'm just like i okay i'm mind blown first of all that yeah. that's a thing because i and i'm yeah well i'm like i forgot about that like how does one yeah. forget <laughs> it's in your information bank it's just in the back you don't it's not you don't need that information you just have it in case you know I guess <laughs> I love that so you could have a ferret right you can have one if you wanted one okay so Texas yeah as far as I know yeah but Texas also you can have pretty much whatever you want here so well I guess I gotta come out and get a ferret <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> we do um, have Speaking of exotic stuff, if you look up kind of the same town I'm in, we have something called Hearst Castle. I don't know if you've ever looked at that, but it's a large castle that was built by William William Randolph Hearst. It's an actual castle and he had a zoo there, you know, a hundred years ago and there, there were zebras Mm -hmm. and the zebras still stand hundreds of zebras in this little ranching town so they have and they're all intertwined with the Hearst cattle there's they're just you know we have and people come to see them you can look them up and look up Hearst Castle zebras they're right on the side of the road they're right on the side of the highway but disclaimer do not go near them do not go near zebras if you come out here and go to Big Sur do not go near them they are not friendly they will bite they will kick I've seen people like when I'm driving from one ranch to the next I've seen people out there running after them which is so illegal. First off, trespassing. Second off, that's not your animal. But I, I have seen people run out there and it's it's not good. They're not they're not like horses. They're not friendly. You know what I mean? Well, oh, that was gross. I just had a bunch of <laughs> Well, okay. So Josiah told me that he lived in South Africa for a while and he was telling me that like zebra trainers that are, and I mean here too, but like there was more of them there. Um, yeah. He's like, they're all missing like fingers because zebras will just bite them right off. You look rightfully <laughs> horrified. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine someone's like, oh, where's your thumb? Like, oh, my pet zebra bit it off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, nope. I, I'm not going near those. No. So just so you know, yeah, they'll just, 
bite your fingers right off. <laughs> and I hope anyone that's listening and they do go happen for any instance to be near a zebra, just don't touch them. Get away from them as fast as you can. So yeah. wild. <laughs> I like, I was like, oh, they're so pretty. I want to touch them. And then Josiah told me that I was like, nope, that cured any desire I ever have. This hands time. in pockets, yeah. hands in pockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't put your hands outside your pockets. Just leave them where they're at. That's right. I love it. But, yeah. um, so Oh my God. We're so off. We're so off track. I like, don't even know how to get back to. <laughs> back to well, how, okay. Well, how did you, how did you learn about me? Did you find me or did I find you? I think I found you. Okay. Um, oh my God. Somebody mentioned your podcast, like right at the beginning when you guys oh first God. started it. Um, yes. I want to say it was Logan from the ranching brunette. Yeah. What happened to her? Where is she? Okay. I don't know. She had her baby and then kind of, I think dropped off the face of the earth. I think she's just like really focused on the baby. Yeah. Focused in her, on her family and growing their um, ranch and stuff like that is, I think she's, yeah. Well, I'm happy Logan's uh, focusing on her family. That makes me happy. I did. I was going to message her one day and then I couldn't find her Instagram. So I thought, well, shoot, I wonder what happened. And I have her stickers on my car. So I was wondering what happened. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's just like where she went. Um, but I'm pretty sure she's the one who introduced me to your podcast. Cause it was like, maybe the only the first two. <laughs> well, I love that. I love that she introduced us to each other and that makes me happy. I loved I love, I feel happy to come back into the podcast realm because I've had quite a large break off and it was something that brought me a large amount of joy. So I'm happy to be back in it with you. Yes. Okay. So can we talk a little bit about your, do you have time right now to talk a little yeah, bit? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So I had a crazy idea one day and I said, I want to start a podcast and all, everyone was supportive. Everyone I know was like, yes, Lindsay, you have the voice for it. You have the, you know, your comedy, you're good. You can do this. They say, okay, I'm going to do it. So I got all the equipment and I asked, I asked around, I asked a couple of my ranching mom friends or not moms, but ranching women friends. And a lot of them were like, I don't really want to talk that much. I said, okay, if you don't want to talk, you're out, you got to get out, you know? Um, but my husband's best friend, her, his wife is one of my best friends. And so we, I told her one day and she said, let's do it. I said, I want to call it chicks in the sticks. She said, let's do it. So we started this podcast and we would record, you know, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. So we had to do a lot of zoom interviews, but then we started doing it in my back uh, area. I have a little studio in the back of my house where we started doing it. and. Um, I loved it. I met a lot of fun people through it. And, you know, I I think when you do any business with a friend, it does get, you know, it, it can get touchy because different brands want to work with you. You want to go this direction. Someone wants to go this direction. Uh, you know, it's, it's just different levels that everyone wants. And Devin and I decided to, before it got to the point of anything that we would choose our friendship first. And so that's why we kind of decided to dissolve the podcast because we didn't want any, we did not want to argue about anything, which we weren't. We just didn't want any negativity. And we chose our, our relationship over the podcast, which was 
sad, but I'm, I'm happy and we've never been closer and I love her so much and I support her a hundred percent. So, you know, well, and if I remember right, you guys both had some pretty big life changes also about, <laughs> I think she had a baby and you got married. Yeah, I got married and she had a baby a week later. So we're on track for like, you know, big life changes. And, and I think it's so important, not just, I mean, especially for her, cause she's one of my best friends, but it's so important to just focus on the baby. You know what I mean? That this is such a afterthought, Instagram, social media, podcasting, it should take a back seat to this little baby that you have in front of you. And so I was more than supportive, you know, to allow for that. You know what I mean? If that makes, makes sense. Yeah. Well, I know we talked a little bit about it, um, when it happened, but when yeah. my first podcast that I was on, there was three of us. And one of the girls was very, very pregnant. Um, the first like six months we had our show and then yeah. after she had the baby said, Hey, like I need to take a step back from this. Like I also have this other business that I'm still doing my husband right. firefighter. So he was like gone a chunk of the time. Yeah. And then it was her first child too. So, oh. yeah. And then the last couple of weeks of her pregnancy were like really hard on her. I remember going and like seeing her, she was on, um, bed rest and like she lived between where I worked and where I lived. So I would like bring my food and stuff when I was headed to work. And, um, she, it just like, I physically, and I'm sure mentally like took a toll on her the last few weeks. And then yeah. when the baby was there, she was like, I need to, this needs to be my new focus. Like I can't even think about podcast stuff. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the other host and I did the podcast for almost another full year. And then, oh dang. Yeah. So we started it like in June or July, Mm -hmm. Heather had her baby in like late November, left the podcast in early November or might've been December somewhere in there. And then COVID happened in March. Yeah. And then, um, it, it like kind of changed that kind of, obviously that changed everything. We were doing a lot of Zoom inter- Zoom interviews anyways because we wanted to interview people outside of the Dallas area. Um, yeah. But then Josiah and I decided to move. And when we decided to move, Madeline and I were both just like, okay, this isn't something that's like, we're not loving this anymore. It's kind of yeah. like, we were, both, <laughs> we were both just kind of like, this isn't a labor of love anymore. Like this is becoming yeah. something that's like stressful. It's not fun. The interviews, I don't want to say they weren't good, but like you could for sure see like we weren't invested in it anymore. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so I decided in like May of 2020 that I wanted to move in a different direction with this show. And I started this show. Yeah, um, good for you. And then did a bunch of interviews over the summer and then we moved. <laughs> And then it was the same week we moved. I premiered the show and we ended our other podcast. So just like that, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And I also started like a new day job where I work regular people hours because my other job before was essentially like a swing shift. I worked like 3.30 PM to 9.30 PM at a cheerleading cheerleading gym. So, Mm -hmm. but now my job is like a regular, normal people hour job. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I think people's priorities change and, and everything changes. And I, I feel 
confident in our decision to choose our friendship first and and I love her to death and you know if chicks of the sticks came back one day I'd be all in um but right now it's you know I kind of changed the Instagram a little bit and we're just going to go Instagram for now and then maybe one day it'll be something else you know but right now it's gonna it's gonna stay just me (laughs) well it it sounds like that was the best decision you know for you both and then you, like you said, there's like nothing to down the line to like, maybe get into it over. Like you really can pick your friendship first. Right. Exactly. You can take on any creative endeavors that come your way that like seem like they're for you. And then she's also free to do the same thing. Exactly. So, you know, I, I didn't ever know it would get, if it would get very far, I wanted it to. And I think her and I worked really hard and it was great. And I love all the, I mean, I still listen to him. I think it's great to hear us both and we're laughing and having fun and it was a good time. I have nothing but love and good memories for the podcast. So that's what I got. (laughs) Well, yeah. It choosing to end any kind of venture like that is always really hard and it can be like very bittersweet. Like I still think about the other podcasts. I'm like, Oh yeah, there's so much I would like to do with that. But like by myself. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I get it. I'm an, I hear you a hundred percent. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, please feel free to connect with me on social media. It's at Ranch Collective Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. See you next week.